On the Choose to Think podcast, I will encourage and empower you to engage and optimize your best thought life in practical, meaningful ways so that you can live day by day in joy, peace, and God's purpose despite all externals. This is Victoria, and welcome back to the Choose to Think podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the Choose to Think podcast. Today we're on Clubhouse discussing the spiritual mindset. As you may know, we have been dealing with various mindsets as inspired in the Dr. Caroline Leaf book called Think, Learn, and Succeed. If I'm not mistaken, we have covered all of them. So this is our very last one and perhaps it's a great one to even end on. But the spiritual mindset, basically, from my perspective, will be dealing with the Christian spiritual mindset, because I am a Christian, my podcast is Christian, and I, of course, have and foster a Christian mindset. Now, essentially, that's what that means, is that everything I do in my life is based on a biblical worldview. You can look at a worldview as if it were a pair of glasses. I know years ago, I remember studying with my kids, Ken Ham, who is a part of Answers in Genesis, and he has the ark outside of Cincinnati, the, the real, you know, life-size Noah's Ark that you might really like to visit, as well as the Creation Museum. But I can remember him saying that a biblical worldview is like putting on a pair of glasses and it's the lens through which we see our world. That is what our worldview is. Every person, every human walking around on this earth has a worldview. And for me, my worldview is Christian. Now, does that mean that I can't analyze and enjoy and examine other spiritual beliefs, other religions, other customs, other cultures, other countries, other people, other social groups? Well, absolutely not. I'm fascinated by all of those things. But I run my life and do my life from a biblical worldview. That is the spiritual mindset that I adopt every single day. Now, I'd like to read a quote or a little bit from Dr. Leaf's book as she's talking about some of the benefits of fostering a spiritual mindset. She even goes on to say that talking of herself is that she has found that, quote, science is not antagonistic to spirituality. For her personally, I'm reading this now, it is how she says, it is how I understand existence and the eternal nature of love, which I believe is God, you know, and that's biblical. The Bible says that God is love. That's me talking now. Now I'm back to her quote, quote, my spirituality is the guiding principle of my life. It gives me hope in a world that is often without hope and a sense of truth and relationship in a world where everything seems relative. It motivates my work, allowing me to succeed in life. I personally have found the meaning of love and God in science, and it has helped me see that love is the ultimate way to be truly human, end quote. So Caroline Leaf is a Christian neuroscientist, and her work is predominantly Christian in its focus, and her worldview, I would say, from what I understand, is 
a Christian in a biblical worldview. Now, back to the actual spiritual mindset that we adopt. She lists some of the benefits of fostering this spiritual mindset. She talks about how those people who tend to live long and successful lives have a very robust and strong spiritual mindset. She says that even in the blue zones, which are those regions of the world where the most people live who ha- who are over a hundred, those are called the blue zones, science has found that spirituality is one of the key components associated with health and longevity. She goes on to say that this spiritual mindset helps to foster a sense of community and we have dealt at least twice on our clubhouse chats with the community mindset and all of those social aspects of drawing together in community and in service to others and feeling connected and just how important that is so there are benefits that we could twist and turn and look at all surrounding this spiritual mindset, but it also probably has something to do with the fact that we're in community often when we're practicing a spiritual mindset, or we can be at least. She also talks about how going to church, she she uses that as an example, strengthens your immune system and decreases your blood pressure and provides a sense and a source of mental and physical comfort. Now, does that mean that if we go to church necessarily, we're going to get all of those things? Not necessarily. No, it doesn't. However, it certainly can. From the moment I get up in the morning until the moment I put my head on the pillow, every thought, every notion, every idea, every pursuit, every task I take up, every phone call, every place I go, everything that I do, including my very breath, is permeated with God's presence, with his, I look to him for, as my source of strength and comfort and guidance in this life, in everything I do. Now, do I always do that? No, I'm human. I'm not perfect. Sometimes my own selfishness gets in the way. But in general, my goal and the longing of my heart is to operate out of a deep sense of connection to my creator. And I know he has plans for me and a purpose for me. And I yoked to Christ. And you're thinking, okay, where are you getting all this stuff? Well, again, I'm getting this stuff from the Bible. The Bible, and if you get stuck there, just on the Bible itself, then that's a whole other topic and a whole other issue. But I might encourage you to examine your own belief system and to ask yourself a question like, what is the source of my belief system? What is the source of my spirituality? And If it's just something that you're making up on your own, I'm not sure about that because it's not like we can also, it's not like we can be the people who play a game and we also get to set the rules and maybe we change them as we go. That's not really moralistically sound. In other words, if we operate under a sense of morality, correctness and, you know, right and wrong, that sort of thing then we have to somehow have a source outside of ourselves that is the actual moral law giver. So 
and I, I don't want to make this sound really confusing by any stretch, but th this is the path that my mind is going right now as I'm just, you know, I don't have anything scripted here. I'm just talking from my heart. But if we're talking about a spirituality mindset, and I'm telling you that we're talking about a Christian spirituality mindset, then we have to go one step further back and say, okay, what is the foundation of a Christian spirituality mindset? And I would say the foundation would be the Bible. So it really comes down to the Bible. As a matter of fact, we can't really as Christians engage in apologetics or defending our faith or even sharing our faith often because people don't believe the Bible. That's the very first stumbling block. They might believe this or that about Jesus Christ, but if they can't come back to the Bible and have that as the foundation, foundation, then it's as if we're, our conversation can't quite happen because they can't get over the whole Bible thing and how we use that as our source and how that is our foundation. That is our truth. That is our compass in life. And so what I would suggest, as a matter of fact, if you're engaging in conversation or you're sharing your faith with someone who doesn't believe the Bible is the inerrant word of God and his revelation to man, then what you might do is allow them to share what they, what is their source of life, wh where their foundation actually is. Engage that and then ask for permission to share what you think is your source. We could spend hours talking about the Bible and the, how it, how it was written and the unique attributes of the Bible, the prophecies fulfilled in the Bible, the geographical evidence to support the Bible, the extant proof to support the Bible. And by extant, I mean other writers and historians and uh, researchers at the time the Bible was written and at the time the Bible scripts and scrolls were discovered and, you know, during New Testament times and across history, how those sources as well corroborate the details and the facts in the Bible. So there are so many ways we could come at proving, quote, proving the veracity of the Bible itself. And so I would just encourage you, if you're a listener, you're like, mm, you know, this podcast is nice and I like, I enjoy what you're talking about, but I'm not sure the Bible is really real or true or, you know, was going to be my source of truth, then you might try researching it. That's at least what I did when I was converted to Christianity as an adult. I was about 34, I think, 32, 34, when I came to know Christ and was reborn. And that whole experience I knew my heart had changed at that moment, but my head was not so sure. I didn't really believe the Bible at all. I did not have a spirituality mindset. I did not practice. I did practice community in a church, and I received some of those benefits. But as far as my perspective, it certainly was antagonistic to Christianity in many ways. So it was after the fact that I was saved and had a life-altering transformation occur that that I really then I was like oh my heavens to Betsy my my heart has changed I am I, I, I'm, I'm spiritually quickened in a way I've never been before but my head had plenty of doubts and I began researching and finding answers on my own and attending classes and studying other religions and what why did this believes this you know religion believes this and Christianity says this why the difference and studying the foundational aspects and 
all of the history of the Bible and just everything you can imagine. I went just haywire on trying to better understand even things like Adam and Eve and Noah's Ark and the whole flood and and some of these things, no Jonah and the fish, some of the things that I would have considered to be fairy tale type tales, now I look at completely differently. The parting of the sea, the Exodus, all these things that seemed far-fetched now have of course taken on different meaning to me so if you're I, I would just encourage you if you're not sure to begin to question the source of your faith the source of your belief and try to figure out is it viable does it pass some certain tests are there other quote proofs that help to substantiate the truths that are contained in in the Bible. So that might be just a good place for you to start as well. I know that's where I started. Developing and fostering this spiritual mindset has been critical in my life. And I know that I employ, I activate this spirituality mindset, as I mentioned a moment ago, every single day. It's it's how I do my life. If I'm feeling sad all of a sudden, for example, then what I'm going to do is sometimes I say to my soul, okay, soul, why are you so downcast? What's going on, girl? And I try to talk to myself and just figure out, you know, what am I thinking about? Generally, it's some thought cluster or a runaway thought train, I call them, that is kind of taking me in a direction I don't want to go. But, but I employ my Christian worldview, my biblical worldview, this spirituality mindset to control my mind and to remind myself of God's truths because I believe the Bible and I believe the truths that are contained there. So they're life to me. They are life preservers to me. Every single verse really is like a little life saver, a preserver that's extended to my very soul. I'm a daughter of the King and this is how God would be speaking to me in so many ways. And I can encourage my own soul and I can correct my thinking when I get off. So if I'm lonely, sad, isolated, depressed, I can choose what to think about and my thoughts, those replacement thoughts, for me, are, are biblical truth leads. I call them truth leads because the truth will always lead us in the proper direction. And by the way, if you're also perhaps a listener who stumbled upon the podcast, you're thinking, I don't even know your God. Well, my encouragement to you might be to seek him be, and start asking. And God, if you're there, can you reveal yourself to me? Begin that process of seeking and asking and kind of falling to your knees. And he will show up and he will reveal yourself, himself to you at just the perfect time in your life when you need it. So don't don't give way to despair. He he is there. Matter of fact, he's called the great hound of heaven. I think it was C.S. Lewis who called him that. He's sometimes you you may think he's chasing you. He's after your heart as well. So there are ways that we can use this spirituality mindset to help us engage in healthy thinking 
healthy emotions and our healthy thoughts and emotions influence the way we behave. And so we will desire to be a part of a spiritual body or a movement or a, a community. We can begin serving others. That's also a Christian thing to do, to be of service to others. And we can live our life in love and an outpouring of the love that God has given us. So Monica, I am going to give you the mic and just for any possible um, you know, thoughts you're having on this. What do you think, sister? God bless you, Victoria. I just always love your topics. The Lord knows exactly what he's doing <laughs> when he created your mind. So I just bless God for you. Um, let's hope I don't cry today. <laughs> but um, just this, uh, the topic, the spiritual mindset, that's, I think that's my whole premise of my life. Um, you know, since I found the Lord um, at 12, I know, you know, that's a young mind, but, you know, I was baptized and I discovered the Lord. But of course, I'm human. I haven't always walked in that. But um, even just lately, um, even with going to abundance and everything with life on fire, that's my whole way of being is to edify, exhort, and comfort. I'm an edifying, exhorting, comforting servant of God. And it's just that I want everybody to know about God, the God that I serve, the God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, because He he's, it's the answer to life. Like you were saying, the Bible, that's, that's our blueprint to life. And a spiritual mindset is every day waking up thinking, Lord, how can I serve you? What can I do to serve you? And it's to point people in his direction. And my heart and passion is for those people that are lonely, lost and alone, the helpless and the hopeless. And I just want them to know that there is hope in Jesus Christ. You know, never give up the faith that what ever no matter what you're going through all you have to do is speak to him you know speak the words back to him like i'm doing the the book of affirmations and you know i have a chapter on just saying i believe you know i believe in jesus christ and and i believe in the infallible word of god you know that was given through scripture you know through man and and i'm telling you if you go through there there's something for everyday living there's something that can bring you out of that downcast there's something that can lift you up there's something that can help your life no matter what you're going through there are examples in there and i, I to tell the truth be transparent i don't like reading i do not like reading at all <laughs> but i put on the uh audio of the Bible and I read along with that and that helps me go faster further and I'm and then I do have my study Bibles where if there's something I'm not understanding or something I want more clarity on you know I get the message Bible or I look things up and I I enjoy it I don't like getting to that place like exercise don't want to do it but when you get to it it's so beneficial. And it's like, I don't like reading, but when I get to that Bible and start reading those stories, it's just fascinating of the things that happened back then and that are translated to nowadays. So 
So just having a spiritual mindset is waking up every day, um, being and having the fruits of the spirit, joy, love, you know, temperament, all of those. It's just waking up and being joyful and and serving God and seeing how you can point people in the direction of this great God that makes your life so great. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Thank you, Monica. And you're just such a sweet, encouraging soul. Has there been a time in your life since you've been walking with the Lord that you've ever been angry with him or thrown your fist up at him or kind of walked away from church or community or just isolated yourself? Maybe it was a time of sin in your life or, you know, fleshly choices you were making, but has that ever you know, just I, I'm tr- what I'm trying to do is to be as relatable as we can, because sometimes I think when if I just sing and say, oh, the Bible's great and God is great and God is good. Well, all of that is so true. And I speak that with authenticity and with candidness and with, you know, my heart's belief. That is all that I believe. Sometimes other people aren't there and they, they don't have that spirituality mindset like I may have. They don't have that biblical worldview that I have. And so when they hear those things like, you know, yeah, God is, God must be good for you. And, but he's not good for me, that sort of thing. So I was just wondering if there was a time in your life when you've ever maybe even been prodigal or walked away from the faith or uh, anything come to mind there? Even, you know, stop going to church at a time or, or, uh, even like recently, where it seems like I had everybody saying church hurt, but I know it wasn't church hurt. It was just um, just people hurt. Like, I support everybody. I try to support everybody. I know even my friends and my church. And then when I stepped out there and on Facebook, it seemed like nobody was supporting me. And I was mm. so hurt by that. I didn't, I guess I never experienced it to that level. And so I was withdrawn and I, I stayed to myself. I was lonely. I mean, I was curled up on the floor crying, wondering wow. what, wondering, you know, what is going on? But then, you know, the I know the Lord had to take me through that to bring me to a place of that uh, no matter what I go through, that he's always there, that no matter what man does, that God is always there supporting and uplifting and he'll bring you out of that miry clay yeah that is so good thank you so much for sharing that and I appreciate your transparency on that because often I think as Christians from an outsider's perspective is that sometimes they think we're Sally super Christians and I'm using like air quotes on that and that we've got our acts together and we're just God this, God that, and we don't have any problems and we just sail along in life. And truly, I've had personally many struggles, even crises, crises of my faith along the way and during my own journey. The beauty of Christianity is that for as much as we think it's all about us or what we have to do or our obedience or how much we serve or how what we say and what we do the end of the end is that it's really about God and it's about 
his character and who he is. And it's about the love that he has bestowed upon us that we have chosen. We chose to accept that love. It was a gift offered by his son through his death and by means of his resurrection from the grave. That great gift and demonstration that we accepted is what we celebrate. We do not celebrate the trappings of our own flesh and the hardships that we have and the glories of our flesh, none of the extremities. That seems to be our focus sometimes, but really, as Christians, what we're celebrating is something bigger than we are. It's a purpose greater than we are. And God has this plan that is, it's beyond our own ability to think and to really understand because his thoughts and ways are not ours but we have something that is bigger than we are and I find that personally so comforting and that something that is bigger than we are demonstrated his love for us in a human way and that is what we are declaring as Christians and others should know that we're not perfect and we trip and we fall and we say things we shouldn't and it's a daily battle sometimes depending on what area of our flesh like you said Monica God is growing us and he wants to strengthen whatever he's allowing to bend he he wants to you know he may allow us to bend but he wants us to become stronger and to st- stand up straighter the next time so it's it's all this working together it's our choice daily to seek him, to talk with him, to read his word and be filled with his truth. And then it's also 100% him acting in our lives and on our behalf. And it's a mystery in ways, but it's a, uh, it's a great privilege and a great gift, I think, that he has given us. And oh, I just wanted to say that I'm so glad he's a redeeming God and he throws all our sins into the sea of forgetfulness. And um, just to let everyone know that, that um, just to keep the spiritual mindset, to wake up every day with joy, search him out if you don't know him, Believe me, it, it will be beneficial and you will not regret the journey. Amen. And that's a great place to end, Monica. Thank you so much for coming and I appreciate your, your feedback and your sharing. And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. Thank you so much for tuning in. And say, if you like what you hear, please consider sharing this link to the show with a friend or a family member who you think might be encouraged by the inspiring and hope-filled messages that I try to put out every single week. So thank you so much for your support. And until next time, Dios primero y que Dios te bendiga. Chao.